Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Torre. And I'm Danielle Moody-Mouse. And I did not write a snappy, cute intro this week because I am depressed. Because I feel like, more than normal, the country feels like it is falling apart. We have this horrendous impeachment proceeding where, as far as I can tell, Democrats are trying to get at the truth and Republicans are trying to make it look like a partisan food fight that is bizarre and unusual and a coup so their people can dismiss the whole thing. Plus, we have the White House straight up lying Lies. about the Obama administration leaving childish notes saying you will fail, which goes in direct contradiction to the tone that the president set publicly and privately. We also have more on Stephen Miller being the white supremacist that we already knew he was. Mm -hmm. And we have this bizarre visit to Walter Reed by the president on Saturday just to do what? Your health (laughs) is clearly in trouble. (laughs) And you don't want us to know anything about about it. He has the body of an NFL star, 195 (laughs) pounds, strapping. Are you crazy? There's just so much going on. And the notion that I see among Republicans online especially, I don't see anything wrong. That is disgusting. And the notion I see among other people like, well, both sides have – no. If you're saying both sides have a problem, then you are playing the Republicans' game. This is not a both sides problem. The Republican Party is playing fast and loose with the government. With the truth, they don't care about finding the truth. They care about standing in the way of the truth. Every time Devin Nunes comes up, is like, we have another story time. And then he's like, now let's go down into the basement for secretive hearings. Closed door classified <laughs> hearings on the bottom floor are normal. You do it every day. It is not communistic. You know that they wrote the rules, right? That, that the Republicans actually wrote the procedural rules that Democrats are following when they were in the majority. That is how they did their bullshit hearings around Benghazi. We all know that, right? I never understand why Republic- why Democrats, frankly, have such a difficult time calling out hypocrisy in real time the way that, you know, I call out Trump's lies. Why can't you just say what's happening? 
Devin Nunez, you're a fucking liar, which is what I feel like Adam Schiff's face consistently <laughs> says every time when he's like, and now from the minority ranking member. And all you know that Adam Schiff in his head is just like, Jesus, Jesus, take the wheel. Oh like, Jesus, God. be a screwdriver to go into my are, eardrums. Are you also feeling depressed at just I mean, this I just stay depressed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I lost hope years ago. Mm. Um, I lost hope. Uh, the day after the election. But this is just, I, I think for me, where I am right now is that I think that it is shocking the lengths that Republicans are going to to avoid reality. Yes. I think that it is astonishing the political contortionist routine that they are doing, the tap dance, the di- the jig that they are performing for Trump right now is incredibly unsettling. At least, and God, I cannot believe I will say this, but during the Clinton impeachment, during Nixon's impeachment hearings, it was not partisan hackery mm. at this level. This is on another level. When Devin Nunez literally can sit there, we just listened to Ambassador Sunland drop so many bombs oh on this God. administration, oh literally God. pulled receipts, everybody's name. Everybody, Everybody knew. knew. Everybody was in the loop. Mulvaney knew. Pompeo knew. This person knew. Oh, yes, I WhatsApp this person. They knew. Everybody Hence, fucking Trump, knew. it came directly it is, from the top. It's the Mean Girls burn book gone <laughs> wild. There's one thing right now that is actually making me really happy. Tell us. Is our special guest Special today. guest. Will you please in introduce our special guest? Yes, in studio today is Aisha Moody Mills, Yay. CNN strategist, contributor, all-around badass, and happens to be my wife. Welcome to the basement of our demise. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? I'm so glad to be here with the two of you. Thank you, you for having me. Are you happy? Are you depressed? How do you feel about the country? I'm actually checking the fuck out, is, is what I'm doing right now. So... I caught, you know, the opening statements yesterday and today, but I'm actually trying to manage myself by practicing some self-care. self-care. And it doesn't matter how much you try to check out and have joy and, like, watch bullshit on Instagram and, like, kind of, you know, just shop and just say, fuck it, I'm not going to pay attention, because it still saturates you. It's still yes. coming from every direction. Which is why I cannot understand how these Republicans continue to do this jig where they're acting like nothing is going on. Well, you turn on Fox News, here. it's like, oh, there's nothing to see here, really? Because I am literally just trying to go to Target and walk the aisles and not pay attention to our democracy. And it's all being, like, smashed around me right now. So to pretend like nothing is really happening is just fucking crazy and foolish. I think America got uh, 90% less done at work uh, when the (laughs) Sondland hearing was going on. Because I know that I was getting barely anything. And somebody else tweeted, like, I got 2% of work done today. I'm like, well, that's 2% more than I got done. <laughs> I mean, it was riveting. And, you know, I am I am so disappointed in the media from last week talking about it lacked pizzazz. Uh. It wasn't exciting. All the theater criticism that people masquerade yeah. as political uh, commentary is disgusting and gross. This did not lack pizzazz okay Mm. this was somebody who uh has been part of the administration gave Mm -hmm. trump a million dollars and his lawyer was like do you want to go to jail Mm -hmm. like roger stone and michael cohen and paul manafort it was the you want to go back to your mansion it was the worst 
million dollars he's ever spent. Right. He <laughs> should have he should have used that on something else. Well, like, now like he's that's part thing, of history. It's, it's not supposed to be sensational, though, right? Like that's we right. are so used to at mm-hmm. this point with this reality show jokester up in the White House that everything is supposed to be this like crazy production, this like nasty, sensationalized foolishness, and so people are literally watching their TVs, mm-hmm. waiting for the next like shoot a drop, waiting for the train wreck. The thing that is interesting though is that people are actually watching. Yeah, like people millions are tuned the hell. In. I mean, we and did, that's great. One of the things that I got out of Sondland today that really struck at what we're really dealing with, Trump did not really want an investigation, and we knew that. He just wanted the appearance, appearance of an investigation. Of an investigation. Yep. Just announce that you're going to investigate. You don't have to do anything else, and then I can go flog that as much mm-hmm. as I want. But, but that's what this administration has been doing for the past three and a half years. They just need to give the appearance that they have some type of legitimacy, the appearance that, you know, they kind of have an idea of what they're doing. Or the but the appearance we don't ever, of something but, over you. But we don't ever, and that's the thing. It was the appearance of but her emails. And now we've transitioned to but her emails to Republicans saying, but it's Hunter Biden. And I'm like, he's not the boogeyman. He's not the one that is impeachable. He is not a public servant. He is not in this administration. And he's already been cleared of everything. But as long as they can continue to throw a red herring, that's what they're going to do. And it's 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 just mind boggling because the evidence is damning. And what is so important about Gordon Sutherland today is the fact that he is a first-hand witness. Right. So their entire conversation around hearsay, right? It's this died. is all hearsay. Mm-hmm. This is all hearsay. Well, because the Trump administration has extended executive privilege like a fucking quilt right. and won't allow anybody to testify. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that has said, you know what? I'm coming in. You know what really is disgusting, too, is the Republican talking point now is the Democrats keep changing their story. <laughs> Last week it was quid pro quo. Now it's bribery. Then it's extortion. It's the same, same thing. thing. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? It's mm-hmm. called synonyms. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't know at the source if you smack if they got smacked in the face with one. <laughs> but yeah, I do love the fact that today he also came with some receipts. So uh, he's saying like, look, they wouldn't let me get access to most of my emails. To my memos. I, I couldn't present most of this, which is. But at the same time, by the way, I did send this one email to everybody, and I can tell <laughs> you who was day. on this list. I sent it to the chief of staff, uh, Vic, uh, Mick Mulvaney. I sent it to the secretary of state. I said, these are the 17 people, and here's what my email said. All of you motherfuckers knew. You can't say you didn't, and here are the receipts, and so you, now what? And I think also what is very interesting about this is that the understanding that all of these other people have said that they have protested, Right. That this was outrageous. And Sunderland's like, ain't nobody protest. You all were along for the ride, just like I was. You all knew that you weren't going to get shit done unless you went along with Giuliani. We all knew it was a bad idea, but you weren't protesting. And I'll tell you that because I have the receipts. Like, there was no protest here. So for these people to try and, um, I guess, collect some bits of their character, left... He's saying, no, that's not the case. We all went along for the ride. We all knew what was what. We didn't think it was illegal at the time. But not thinking something isn't illegal doesn't make it legal. No. So that, that's right. what I know from my law and order degree. It does not. <laughs> Just thinking that something wasn't bad but it is bad in reality doesn't make it right. And you don't have to say it's bribery for it to be bribery. The witnesses don't have to define the crime. No. They just have to tell you what happened. I also loved, this is one of the moments when I screamed, kind of like I was watching an actual dramatic television show. Correct. When Sondland said, 
I didn't want to work with Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> Come on now! Which he then followed up with saying, no one wanted to <laughs> no work one. with Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> wow. When do you see adults saying stuff like that in public? <laughs> I mean, but you know Mayor Giuliani. I know. Would you want to work with him? But you no. know what he also meant was, who the hell is this little short rat-ass bastard coming up in here <laughs> trying to undermine my job? Right. Because I'm the ambassador here to the UN. Correct. This right. cat is supposed Supposedly a private, uh, the private attorney for the president. So how dare he come here and undermine literally my global authority to do what I'm doing? So you know he really wanted to get Buck about that, but just kind of like let it ride. It's amazing how Rudy has fallen. Oh my from goodness! America's <laughs> mayor to where we are now. Yeah. Right? So Giuliani apparently tweeted and deleted a tweet uh, very Uh-oh. quickly, Uh-oh. in which he tweeted. I came into this at Volcker's request, and this he's talking about the Ukrainian situation. Sondland is speculating based on capitals, very little contact. I never met him and had very few calls with him, mostly with Volcker. Volcker testified I answered their questions and described them as my opinions, not demands, i.e. no quid pro quo. He tweeted that and deleted it after 11 minutes. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. If you deleted it, you got a problem. Well, once. You what, and what they also understand is that nothing is ever really deleted. So he can put that up. And the fact is, look, the the other thing that the Republicans keep doing, which is really troubling to me, is constantly trying to out the whistleblower. Every time, oh that, the, every time that a Republican gets the mic to ask legitimate questions, this is your opportunity to ask questions. I don't understand why they can't see the forest through the trees. That it, what they are setting up for our democracy by being political ostriches and putting their heads in the sand. I don't get why they don't see that this is dangerous what they're doing. But well, they keep trying they to out do. this whistleblower. And the fact is, is that if the whistleblower gets outed and something happens to the whistleblower, mm-hmm. are they all going to pretend mm-hmm. that like, oh, well, we didn't know what we were doing. We yeah. didn't think our mm-hmm. words well, don't have that kind of weight. Well, here, well, two two issues there. The continued focus on the whistleblower is so like, we're dealing with an argument from two weeks ago. We've had seven people who were, who are publicly on the record saying, mm-hmm. here's mm-hmm. what I heard, here's what I witnessed firsthand. So who the whistleblower is, is so yesterday and so not of importance at this point. If he, if he or she is never uh, unmasked, it doesn't matter. What they have to say is what's important. But to the substance of your point, they... From the New Yorker staff writer Vincent Cunningham, a keenly observed novel of a young black man searching for his place in the world amidst a moment of historic change. Great Expectations is about David's 18 months working for the senator's presidential campaign. Along the way, David meets a myriad of people who raise a set of questions, questions of history, art, race, religion, and fatherhood that forced David to look at his own life anew and come to terms with his identity as a young black man and father in America. Inspired by the author's experiences working on Obama's 2008 presidential campaign, Cunningham uses a political campaign as his narrative backbone. Great Expectations will be one of the talked about novels of the year, Colin McCann. Great Expectations is available wherever books are sold.
Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. They do know what they're doing, the Republicans, right? And I go back, as I usually do, to one of the foundational texts for me in understanding modern government, Norm Ornstein's and Thomas Mann's, uh, it's even worse than it looks, is that Republicans want to say that government is the problem, right? Democrats believe that government can can deliver solutions, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Republicans want to say government is the problem. So we need to shrink it. So we need to shrink it, and we need to go to Washington to ruin it and make it look bad Mm -hmm. and throw stones and overturn lunch tables and make people say, oh, D.C. is the problem, which contributes to their general argument that that, uh, government is the problem. So them making a mockery of this hearing, if people walk away and say the hearing is a mockery, politics is a mess, mm-hmm. they are winning. They win. Yep. You know what else they're doing, though, that, is, that should be troubling to all of us is the way that they are denigrating the media. And literally the freedom of the press. If you listen to yesterday, Devin Nunez's opening, opening was entirely a tirade, mm-hmm. shitstorm, trying to literally make people believe that the news is fake, right. that we should believe nothing that is written, nothing that we hear, nothing that we see, nothing that's reported. The idea of like coming after a whistleblower is also like you were just making the joke they need a thesaurus. They clearly don't understand the point of a whistleblower. They are trying to now. Um, suggest that, like, for some reason it's criminal or it's a bad act to have muckrake journalism, right? Or to have someone stand up and say, wait a minute, I need to reveal what's going on because the people deserve to know. They're literally flipping all this on its head, and I feel like we're at this place where our democracy is in such demise. No one is learning civics civics education, and if all you're watching are these Republicans telling you that these institutions are evil and against you, then, like, that is the erosion of everything that mm -hmm. we stand for. And that is is how how authoritarianism and fascism becomes the norm is that when you flip agencies on their head and people have nothing to trust, they can't believe anything that's coming out. They can't believe the CIA. They can't believe the FBI. They can't believe the State Department. They can't believe the president of the United States. And now you're telling me that I can't believe the media, right? Then you can just run roughshod over the entire country and do whatever it is that you want, which is what Trump has been doing, gutting the State Department of all the career officials who actually are patriots and 30-year decorated public servants. Now they're the deep state. You mean people that have dedicated their lives to this country and upholding our democracy are the deep state? And you're going to you're going to distrust them, but trust a man that is literally has lied over 13,000 times has done has had multiple lawsuits against him for not wanting to pay people for the services that they do. I mean, Trump is the slimiest, dirtiest individual that we could ever have imagined walking into the Oval Office. Ugh. But he is systematically undermining all of our norms in this country. And it's so that the Steve Bannon can get what he wants. It's so Stephen Miller can get what he wants. Mm. 
Yeah, there was an interesting tweet last night on the Twitter um, where somebody said Sarah Palin is the gateway drug to mm. Donald Trump. Hmm. I said no. Hmm. Rush Limbaugh mm-hmm. is the gateway drug that leads to Donald Trump. Right? Mm-hmm. Rush Limbaugh is really the figure that helps create modern right wing radio, which is this angry, racist, loudmouth, fact free bastion of thought that. Trump has the is the son of that he's taken into the White House. Mm. And for them saying you can't trust objective media was a marketing tool. It was saying, don't listen to them, listen, listen to, us. to us. Yep. But when it goes into the mainstream of the Republican Party, it becomes something much more dangerous and insidious. It's meant to just protect you from anything that might happen. I already told you you can't trust the media. Now look at this horrible story about me. I already told you you can't trust them. But it already gives him this power. I mean, like, they already say fake news about anything that they don't like. Yep. Right. And now we're in a world where the Republican Party doesn't believe in truth, doesn't no. believe in fact, doesn't, doesn't believe, believe in, in, science. in science, doesn't believe in media. So anything that comes from an elite, educated person is meant to be distrusted. It's only right. meant to believe uh, what comes from the gut, which is a very dangerous state of affairs that we're not supposed to trust data and facts and known established truths we have a party that is completely off the deep end and not believing in reality i hate the notion that we're all in bubbles we are not in a bubble there is nothing that i I believe as a liberal as a progressive where there's a community of experts going that's not true Mm -hmm. right most Mm -hmm. of the major things that the republican party stands on in terms of immigration in terms of climate science in terms of race in terms of voting it's based on lies and fears and Mm -hmm. things that are not true where there's a community of experts going that's not true. Right. And to the benefit of who, though? Because that's the hypocrisy of the thing. Mm. The people who are benefiting from the masses being completely ignorant and backwards are an elitist establishment of rich people, mm. right? So what the Republicans are doing is they're running with this whole idea that they are the, the every man's person. And they're fostering this ignorance around regular people to keep them down so that they can maintain a very elite class of all of the people who own the Fox Newses or yep. the Siriuses yep. or oh, like uh-huh. literally these media conglomerates that are right-wing conglomerates are very, very, very wealthy people at the top of these. If you look at the, the oil industry, the people who are pulling natural resources from this earth, Like, all of the people who are going around making money off of the propaganda and the lies and the ignorance and keeping people down are this elite class. So it's this interesting hypocrisy, I think, and and, and dichotomy that no one kind of picks apart of how they're sitting around saying, oh, government sucks and, like, everybody's out to get you and, and, you know, it's spreading all this ignorance. But to the benefit of who? To the Walmarts and all the people who Mm -hmm. are living in their big mansions, who are eating, you know, high high off the land, and they are the elitist. They are the elitists, mm-hmm. but they're running around acting like, you know, we're down with the people. Donald Trump is a perfect example of this. How he becomes this, like, billionaire dude who claims that he's down with, like, the little guy it's that he insane. has fucked over his entire career. Entire career. Not paying the little guy, not right. paying the working class people. It's just mind-boggling that they don't see this. And, you know, for the millionth example of if they put it in a movie, you'd be like, stop Right. It. I can't believe it. As he's being impeached for asking another country to investigate an American citizen. He's on the White House lawn talking to reporters. Cameras are working. Red lights are on. Microphones are recording. And he says, I want China to investigate the Biden." I think China should do it. <laughs> we are, you're being impeached for exactly that right uh, now. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's not even like saying the quiet part out loud. It's just like, I just don't learn. I just do it over and over. It's, it's well, so Well, no, no, maddening. no, because I don't even think that it's about learning. It's about the fact that you can continue to do what you're doing because you never get caught, right? There's a reason why Donald Trump has had the nickname Teflon Don, right? Because everybody around him will go down. And that's the thing. That's that's also the question I have about people's allegiances right now to Donald Trump. I'm like, did you not see the prequel? Did you not watch the Michael? <laughs> did you not watch Michael Cohen? Did you not see what happened to him? He gave his life to that man. 12 years he worked for him. And with the quickness, he turned into a rat, right? Mm -hmm. With the quickness, that man ended up in an orange jumpsuit. I'm like, that is Trump's M.O. Robert like, Mueller has you, locked up half his friends. Half his friends. Half his friends. Half his friends. You need a coach bus to, you, you know, know what I'm saying? In order to transport all those motherfuckers that are now in jail you know, or on their way. The notion that in this Trump climate, a week is like a year has mm. been brought I'm into full relief <laughs> in this last week. Because just in planning this episode, I was like, okay, we got to talk about Roger Stone. That was like a year ago. We got to talk about Mike Bloomberg. That was like a year ago. We got to talk about this Walter Reed visit. That was like a year ago. We got to talk about today and yesterday because today and yesterday are a year's worth of news in any other time period. And mm. I am just so stressed out. Exhausted. Dealing with mm. Trump. Exhausted, absolutely. Like, spiritually, like... Oh my God, I'm just worn out. Where is Marianne Williamson with her break. sage? <laughs> sage the country. Mm -hmm. I need she? a break. I need something different. This I is why I need him end. to. I need him I, to be impeached because I need that break. I just, I just don't understand. Maybe this is me, like trying to rush a process because I get that there's like real impeachment protocol here. But everything that you just said, Tore, about the fact that this bastard keeps breaking the law right in front of our eyes. Every day. Literally, he's being impeached, and then he's like, "Oh, well, China should do this investigation." <laughs> like, literally, he is doing batshit crazy stuff right in front of our eyes, and nothing is happening. To him, I'm like, can someone just go and arrest him? Slap cuffs like, on can him. anybody just slap cuffs? On? Like, I just am so confused we why we're be, watching this drag but, out doing but, nothing. But we can't be more outraged. We've been on outrage level ten since he came <laughs> down the escalator and said Mexicans, Mexicans. are rapists, and mm. we went, as, especially as people of color who are paying attention to this shit, we went to outrage level ten. This man is horrible. We and then like woke white people joined us like a little while later. We Dude, can't. That was be called twenty six. They joined us like a year later. <laughs> we can't be any more outraged. So then he just keeps doing this stuff to keep us on level ten. But we can't be any more outraged than we already are. We've been waiting for Democrats to join the party and start impeaching him. Here they are. What what more can we do? I just want everybody in jail. Do you know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I just want. I want. You know, the fact is, too, is that we're allowing people to retract their statements or go home and decide that they had a crisis of consciousness and then remember facts like Sondland <laughs> did, like, um, you know, like Homeboy did yesterday in terms of like, oh, the well, Volker. Yes. No, let me let me remember these things that I've known. I'm like, no, you guys are not remembering you're fucking liars. Mm -hmm. And there is something that is supposed to happen when folks lie wow. under oath. Right. There is something that is supposed to happen when you use legal documents to lie, because the rest of us, if we sat there and did that, we'd be in jail. Right. We would mm -hmm. been we would have mm -hmm. been held in contempt. Speaking of the rest of us, 
in 99% of American workplaces, Stephen Miller's emails would have gotten him fired. Oh, yeah. He, he would have been, oh, yeah. been fired at Walmart. Daily Stormer. He would have been fired at Walmart. Right? But anywhere else, he'd have already been out the door, mm-hmm. and it's barely even caused a ruffle. No. Well, anywhere else, I mean, Donald Trump, too, would have to pay for the fact that he has sexually harassed and, like, fucking molested so many women. Over right? 20. But Over, what, I mean, what, yes. about, what about Stephanie Grisham's lie? Let's deal with that. That that there were notes all over mm-hmm. the place that Obama staffers said you will fail. <sighs> no, no, no physical evidence, no photographic evidence. Nobody saved any of these <sighs> notes. Nobody said anything about this before now. So this happened three years ago, and you all were so dignified and so busy that you kept it to yourself. <laughs> and nobody <laughs> Like, we all even, we can't even hold in the laughter when you uh, said dignified. Uh, I mean, like, we have so much to do. We have to save the country from what oh, Obama yeah. did. We don't have time to let everybody know about these notes. Can't you just see Valerie Jarrett writing a sinister note on a post-it? <laughs> yeah. Who did that? Right. Valerie Jarrett? Susan Rice? Jen Psaki? Who? Who? <laughs> Who? Show, me the, show, I mean, me, the, show me the post-it. I, I mean, like, you know, Joe Biden? Who? these Who? bitches to lie out just straight for him. Like, it's I'm fascinating I'm telling you, and I, you know, people say, Danielle, you're a conspiracy theorist, but I have you said are. this from the beginning. No, I am not. I tell the truth and only but the truth. And the truth is this. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Trump has had multiple private meetings, off-the-record meetings with nobody in the room except for him and Putin. Mm. Okay? Putin is former KGB. Putin is a mastermind of crazy. Mm -hmm. Okay? We know that that man has killed his own people, has locked his own people up, right? And has done some of the most heinous things. So why do you think that in these private multiple meetings that he has had with Donald Trump, that there were not a number of dossiers. Here's Lindsey Graham. Here's Nunez. Here's Jim Jordan. Here's this person. Here are all of the people who you need to keep in line in order to move your agenda forward, Trump. This is about you, Trump, when it's really about about Russia. But it's not Mm. even that deep that he needs to have some Mm. compromise or something on a Jim Jordan and a Devin Nunez. They are already in the mode of party ahead of country. So you don't have to trick them or twist their arm to get them to stay in line. The thing that jumps out at me 
is that Trump knows that sometimes you have to have a private meeting with no translator or nothing, and he's not even smart enough to do the Zerlinski uh, 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 meeting. He's got to know there's about 30 people listening on, yeah. on this <laughs> side and maybe 20 people listening on Ukraine side, and Russia also has the call bugged. <laughs> But you just did your, hey, I need a favor from you. Wink, wink, wink. wink. In front of all these people? He's so stupid that he didn't know. I firmly believe that Trump didn't realize that what he was doing was actually against the law. It is the way that he operates and the way he does business. Right. And so he's just bringing his own own bravado to do it. He surely knows I'm not supposed to say, hey, give me an investigation. And I'll give you this. He surely he knows. Think, I swear to. So this is the know. thing: is that I'm not. Know. See, this is where we get to fall into the Republicans' trap, where they try and tell us on one hand that Donald Trump is so fucking stupid that like his policies couldn't possibly, you know, create any type of meaningful corruption because he's too dumb, right? <laughs> or he's so brilliant. Right. That he is a mastermind at at negotiations, which is why we're still a trade war with China. Right. right? So you can't can't have it. You can't be both. And even if you are both, either one should make it certain that you cannot be in office. Because if you are that fucking dumb, you can't be in office. You can't be in office. Right. But if right? you're and that, I you, you can't be impeached for being dumb. And if you're that sinister, you you can't be be in office. But when your party's argument is that you are too dumb. To actually be owning the policies that we're talking Mm -hmm. about, that's a problem. That's not a good argument. But how can someone like this get elected? I think that fundamentally we need to have some better rules in place about what qualifies Mm -hmm. you to be president of the United States. Mm -hmm. Because if you can be so stupid or so sinister and still legally be able to occupy the White House, that's why we're all up here on like 10, because we cannot understand, it's mind-boggling, why we can't get rid of this person. And it's because technically any fool could hold this job. If there's any lesson that we've learned, any fool could hold this job. And I think that I should start a campaign to actually put some better guardrails in place around the criteria for what it takes to be able to run. Well, and it can't want, just be eight. You want, you want a certain IQ? You want a certain... I want the presidential physical fitness test. Let's start there, too. Physical right? fitness? Like, physical, like, like, class, like in gym class. He and like, he couldn't pass it. Remember the arm man? He couldn't do it. He couldn't do no what arm man. What kind of pull-up Donald Trump doing? Nope. <laughs> he couldn't do no sit-ups. He can't just do a basic sit-up. physical fitness. I bet you Hillary could have. But her I emails. Bet I bet you emails. she could have done some setup. Well, well, <laughs> here's the well. Thing. I love Hillary. Here's, but, well, <laughs> our, our, and I will tell you that aside from Russia, the source of our frustration, our anxiety, our sadness, our hopelessness is rooted in the electoral college. Ooh. It's rooted in the racist system and structure of the electoral college. It had is. we had one vote, one voice. Had we just, by any other measure, in any other election that takes place in this country, from dog catcher, is about the amount of votes that you get means that you win. Yeah, the popular vote represents the growing, changing dynamic of the country. Millions of people move to the cities because that's where you make more money. That's where you have more creative, interesting careers. So the country develops in that way. Mm -hmm. The Electoral College is like, the founders from 1700s with their slaves reaching mm-hmm. back 
with reins holding us back, mm-hmm. saying like, yeah, but mm-hmm. we're going to make sure that the small states have enough power yeah. and the big states don't get enough power and things remain they were or an echo of the way things were back in the day. Mm-hmm. It is insane that California, what is the representative, representation of each Californian, right? It's like one in a million for per electoral Correct. vote. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. with Wyoming, it's like, what is it? One in 104, one in, one in 47 votes are counted for Wyoming. One in 47, right? Mm-hmm. So That's crazy. Wyoming is 47 times more powerful. Yep. Than California. California. Right. And Wyoming is not contributing 47 nope. times more to, to, the the economy. to the economy. Well, they always want to make it about the economics, right? California is like one of the largest countries in terms of the size in of the, the economy world. in the right. world. Like in the top 10. Is it top Correct. five? Yes. Fifth in the world. And they always, oh, it's all about the economy, right? No, it's about your slave states. No, the blue states are supporting the red states. And you see that over and over. Mm-hmm. Except for Texas, the big blue states are taking care of the American economy, and the red states are the takers of the American economy. Come on. Let me tell and you something that's what about the tax them plan red did, states. They ain't nothing but welfare states. And, they, and, I, and you know what? And if we And if Democrats were to have that conversation about the fact that you want to say that, oh, it's the Electoral College, oh, it's representation and justification and blah, blah, blah. No, you're a bunch of welfare states. Mm. You don't produce shit. Your coal mines have been shut down, right? The farms are no longer run by families and haven't been Cotton for decades, right? We keep subsidizing your fucking broke ass and feeding our kids corn and corn. feeding fish corn. More corn. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, and to, do, to do what exactly? So if we were to look at our country in the like with these 21st century eyes, Right, and not in 17th century eyes, then we would be someplace different. We would have a new dynamic country. We would have a dynamic and robust country, and people would actually have to pull their weight. With somebody who was trying to drive us forward into the future, rather than somebody who's trying to make America great again, which is synonym for, let's take us back to the 1950s. There you go again Mm -hmm. with those big words like synonym, Mm -hmm. which Republicans don't understand. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, this is good group therapy. Thank you very much, ladies. One percent better. Well, I just clearly came to rant today. You feel one percent better? Yeah, let it out. One percent better. Let it out. It'll probably. I'll probably go back to feeling terrible when I watch some more of this impeachment hearing. But thank you so much for riding with us today. I'm Torre. And I'm Danielle Moody Mills. And you are? I'm Aisha Moody Mills. And I'm so glad that you are here. Thank you for listening to Democracy-ish. We will be back next week if America is still here. And literally, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> literally, we have no idea. We can't be sure. We can't predict. This is not a magic eight ball. <laughs> <laughs>